Golf is a four-letter word. Oh, fuck. This is the Water Hazard Podcast. Okay, welcome to the first ever episode of the Water Hazard Podcast. It is a member of the Water Boys Podcast Network. Um, like I said, this is the first episode. I'm sure you've heard my voice before. I am Gary Lay. Um, golf is a passion of mine, an even bigger passion of mine, the co-host I'm about to introduce. Um, but this is going to be like a nice little side project for us, a lot of focus on betting and a lot of golf talk. Um, we'll be living in this podcast network probably about up to the Masters, and then we may move over to our own feed. We haven't decided yet, but without further ado, let me introduce Max Kleiner, who is my brother-in-law and has been on the Water Boys twice. Max, you're a big golf fan. Are you excited to start kind of a golf pod with us? Yeah, super pumped. Um, you know, first of all, thank you guys for the opportunity. You guys are killing it, so I'm happy to sort of come along for the ride and, and, and talk golf, right? What, what's better than that? Nothing better than talking golf. And then you've heard him before. He's a golf novice. Um, he did say his one goal was to be good at golf. He wants to play uh, at Medford Lakes Country Club with us, but I don't think he's quite ready to be taken there. I'm not ready for the members to be uh, upset with me. So everyone knows PJ, producer Jason. He will also be producing the uh, Water Hazard podcast. So yes. two for two. Yes, thank you. Gary saw that I mentioned last time I played golf that I got a single par, and he's like, mm-hmm. "This he's got to be on. Like, He's got to help us out with this. Like he's yeah, got potential. Well, what did you shoot? What was the score on that for your average through nine there? Did you uh, shoot a fifty-eight. I think yeah. I think it was like no. I think it was like a six. I think it was sixty-eight. Okay. It wasn't good. It wasn't no. It wasn't good. And but I've there was the par. Your, yeah, I've seen your swing in the backyard, and it wasn't pretty. Look, you so, got to start somewhere. You got to yeah. start somewhere. Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not a great golfer by any means. I'm a mid ninety shooter. So a couple of weeks ago, I was a hundred shooter. So shit happens. Um. Of course, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors. We are sponsored by PointsBet. PointsBet is uh, only available in New Jersey right now. You can use promo code WOODER. That's W-O-O-D-E-R. It's a, it's a match up to $500. So if you deposit 100 you get 200 So use promo code WOODER, W-O-O-D-E-R, at sign up to get your uh, 100% match up to $500 only in New Jersey. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And then we also want to thank J Trainer Band, jtrainerband.com. You can download their full album as our theme song is cover of a great lie. Guys, let's go ahead and talk right about it. Um, the Patrick Reed issue. Um, he has a little bit of a reputation and it's essentially how I want to start. This is Max kind of take us through exactly what happened, explain what the embedded ball rule is and how it should have been handled. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically start with the rule itself. So, uh, if think of a situation where it might've rained a lot, the ground's wet, the ball's coming in from a pretty high altitude, it hits the ground and plugs. And so the ball is physically sort of submerged in the ground. Um, and under the rules of golf, you get relief from that. So you can pick the ball up, clean it, place it. Um, that's normal, normal activity. Um, what happened on Saturday is Reed was in the fairway bunker on the 10th hole. He hooked his shot left, um, landed in the rough. What video later determined landed in the rough and bounced, bounced mm-hmm. and then sat. And that'll, that'll be important in a minute. He walks up to his ball, sort of hovers over it, potentially leans on it. And I'm not saying, mm-hmm. not saying he didn't, did not saying he didn't. Um, and determines the ball's embedded. Picks the ball up, puts it in his hand, moves it, I don't know, a couple of feet away, 
drops it again, then calls in a official and essentially sort of goes back to the spot, hovers over the ball, pokes around with it with his hand. The official says, listen, uh, my ball is embedded. I I called you over just to sort of double check and make sure Um, if you feel around, can you, you know, do you feel a lip type situation? And he's like the, uh, the volunteers said it didn't bounce, which again, hang on a second, I'll explain. And the rules official puts his finger in, says, yeah, I feel a lip. Okay. Free drop. Video later shows the ball hits the ground, bounces, and, and lands. And Reed himself says in the post-game interview, and everybody knows this to be true, if a ball bounces, it does not embed. Right. The ball embeds when it lands and stays. If a ball hits the ground, bounces, it does not embed again. Right. This is basic physics, everybody. Like if yeah. you, if it was to hit the ground on the secondary bounce, that it just wouldn't be there wouldn't be enough speed for it to embed the ball unless if you were like playing in mud. Like that would be the only way for it to embed. Um, the right. other problem with Patrick Reed on this is he has such a reputation of cheating. And listen, he won by what five strokes. So it's hard to say he cheated in this one because he did win by such a wide margin, but there is the, the CBS itself wasn't overly happy with him. They weren't very enthusiastic with it. And on top no. of that sponsors point bet refunded people who didn't bet on Patrick Reed because he did cheat the game, which uh, let me, let me tell you something. That's, that's huge. So, you know, the tour will sort of, I don't know, the tour just seems to continue to turn a blind eye to him. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, when we, I, you know, when we say he has a history, um, he does Peter Costas, longtime um, on course commentator for CBS has said publicly, I've myself have seen him sort of play around with the lies in the rough. Um, he's been caught on camera in bunkers, messing around with his lies um knocking some of the sand away in his backswing it, right. it's it's well known he this guy went to school uh at U- university of georgia got kicked off the team after his first year went to augusta state had sort of a bizarre relationship with his team there won two national championships by the way on augusta state and basically had his team rooting so so here's a story that i i was i was doing some reading today uh harris english Mm -hmm. went to university of georgia at the same time they end up in a they end up playing against each other in the finals and basically have reads augusta state teammates going behind his back telling harris english i hope you've this guy. <laughs> well, that was that's, like the funny thing when he the won the Masters, all this stuff kind of came out. And it was like, I think I feel like it was like known if you were really paying attention to golf. But when he won the Masters, it came out and everyone's like, hey, this guy's kind of a scumbag. I thought it was funny that there were there were players on the European tour that were like, yeah, we're we're talking about this um, that weren't even playing in the tournament. So it's it was funny. I think one of the quotes was like, yeah, the boys have been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Xander said it. Yeah. I mean, his think about this. The Masters, right? Biggest moment of his life by far. Parents weren't there. Family weren't wasn't there. They live in Georgia. Parents weren't at his wedding. Man, it's a tough look. It's oh, it's, it, it's a tough situation. You know what? Like, uh, what? Can but you is really he good say? for golf? Like, that's the thing. Is he good for golf right now? Because you kind of a villain. I think it's a bad take, and he okay. here's why. I've seen that. I've seen it. I to me, cheating is not a good. He's not good for anything. 
Right. It's one thing to be sort of like a dick and be a villain. It's another thing to be a villain because you're cheating. And for some reason, the governing body doesn't want to do anything about it. Right. It's funny because people don't like DeShambo, but DeSham- and DeShambo is a dick, but he's, he's out there. But he's good for Goff because he's basically reinventing Goff in, in, in his own little way. Um, he's reinventing yeah. the way his golf is played. And now the tour, like this is the annoying thing. And it came out, we won't get too far into this, but they did the, like the distance, um, mm-hmm. you know, research. And essentially they're going after DeShambo for hitting the ball so far. And essentially just like, you know, changing the game. And I thought what Rory said today was like, Hey, this is kind of self-involved. Just let the players hit. Like, I, I don't get like, it's, it's weird. Goff is going to take a stance on this insane distance that they have, but they're not going to pay attention to a player clearly cheating in front of their eyes. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the read cheating thing is bizarre. I think it's like a, an optics thing where they don't want to admit that there's a guy on tour cheating, even though clearly the optics are even worse that you're just openly letting a guy cheat. So that's like, bizarre um the distance thing has been yeah i mean look we could go down a rabbit hole and maybe that's for another day but it's been a heated debate for years now mm-hmm. um and i think i think there's 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 valid points on both sides but i think i thought rory actually had a pretty good take which was the truth is more distance, better technology is better for like ninety nine point nine percent of golfers. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. If I can get a, if I can go to Golf Galaxy tomorrow and they're like, "Hey, this club guarantees to add forty yards to your drive," you think I'm not buying that? Right. Like, it doesn't matter what if you're if you're still going to slice it, you're going to get forty more yards. You like, I'll take it. What's What's actually interesting is um, I was listening. Uh, I was listening to Jeff Shackelford was was talking about it, and he I thought had an interesting point which was that the technology that you know taylor made will sort of sell to everyone and add 40 yards to stuff yep. it Callaway really helps <laughs> pros more than amateurs right? right like the pros see those gains amateurs probably don't and so you know it's sort of like there's this weird marketing dynamic at play here with the manufacturers as well and like i yeah. think look he, my stance is i I have, I don't love the idea of bifurcation, um, which would be separate rules for pros than amateurs, because I think the fact that everyone plays the same rules is one of the great things about golf. Absolutely. Um, but that may ultimately be where they end up. It might be the only reasonable outcome. Yeah. I'm but the other thing, like, and Rory mentioned this, like there's just such a gap between the pros and the amateurs that, I mean, if right. Again, it's it's one. I almost feel like it's just a stupid argument that you have. Um, the play devil's advocate, Rory is number two in driving distance on the uh, on the tour. So you know, I'm sure he doesn't want to lose any of his drive. But well, uh, I to sort of uh, play <laughs> devil's advocate to that point. Um, I, I think that that um, distance gains help or rolling back. I should say helps the longer guys more than it helps the shorter guys. You're probably not wrong on that. You're probably not wrong on that. Here's, here's guys, here's the deal. Distance is always going to be better than not distance. And if you hit the ball farther, if, you know, if your driver adds 40 yards and it adds 40 yards to every guy, Rory's going to hit it 350. Zach Johnson's going to hit it 300 or, or if you roll it back, 
Rory's going to hit 300 and Zach Johnson's going to hit 350. Yeah. I mean, these you guys know. are pros. They have the swing speed and the strength. I mean, DeChambeau's yeah. out here talking about swing speed, the most important thing that is possibly available. And and then you had Tiger Woods on his own golf school saying he's like, swing as hard as you possibly can as long as you're hitting it in the middle of the face. So these guys are all saying it, it's just like any sport right now. They're figuring out the analytics of it and they're taking advantage of it. It's just the yep. way sports are all going. Um, but I think the chicks take the long ball. Let's not forget that. No, can't take the that. long ball. So Tory Pines is where Patrick Reed won. It, we will be coming back to Tory Pines again for the mm-hmm. U.S. Open. Um, the U.S. Open likes to torment the golfers. Um, they like to make it harder. So how do you kind of see Tory Pines will play different um, from this tournament, the Farmers, to the U.S. Open? Uh, so you know they'll grow the rough longer, like they always do. It'll be drier, faster. Um, you know they the the U.S. Open was there in '08. Uh, site of Tiger's last major until he won mm-hmm. uh, the Masters in, in 2019, where he got into that epic duel with Rocco Mediate. Oh, yeah. Um, truly David versus Goliath there. Um, but, you know, you, you get sort of the browned out, long, rough, dry greens look. It, it'll be nasty. I mean, Tory is a brutal course to begin with. It's and it'll notoriously be very narrow, too. Like, that's Tory Pine's thing, right? It's very narrow. And it's then long. If you, it's long. And, yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, and, U.S. Open, the best overtime in golf. Well, yeah, eighteen holes the next day. Yeah, it's the best. But so, well, did they change? Oh, they didn't change that, did they? No. I hope they, they didn't. Did they change? I can we gotta check that out. But I feel like yes. we haven't had a good overtime. I, I feel like we have a, we haven't had a good playoff holes in a major in a long time. Am I wrong on that? You could be right about that. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's been a while. I feel like it used to happen a lot more. I've also – I just got done watching the Tiger Doc. Good God, was that guy dominant. But we will talk about the Tiger Doc at yeah, one point. Yeah, we got to talk about the Tiger Doc. On the podcast, but we're going to get way off track with that. Yeah. But let's get into uh, this week's tournament. This is actually one of the more fun tournaments, and this is why I pushed to start the podcast this week because Waste Management it's the greenest show on grass. Um, it is – by far one of the better tournaments of the year. It's a match play. I want Max to explain exactly how um, they do the whole matchup and stuff like that um, because it is match play. No, but no, it's, it's not shame. match play. It's not match play anymore? No, this was this tournament is never match play. Oh, I thought this was a match play. That's my bad. Okay, I don't know why I thought that. Hand up, um, my bad. No, 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 it's all good. Um, <laughs> you're uh, – I, I'm guessing the reason you're thinking that that is because they, for a long time, they did play the match play tournament in another desert. They played it in like Tucson. So it was sort of like a similar looking course. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, Hey, fun, fun fact. I've played TPC Scottsdale. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah. What's, what's the scouting report? Oh, it was, uh, I shot like 148 or something like that. It was absurd. The 16th hole, big fraud though. Not that hard. No, it's, dude, it's like 150 yard. Nothing it was. Hard. I think it played 162 the day I was there. Um, Did they I played, have, do they keep the stands there? No, it was not there. Um, oh, it wasn't there at the time. But remember, I was there like five years ago, and I was in the dead of the summer. So maybe they were like they move it to kind of like fix it up. But um, there's only going to be 5,000 fans this year, which there usually be like what 5,000 around just Ugh. the 16th hole. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a loaded field. Um, we don't get DJ and we don't get Finau this week, but we have a pretty loaded field. Um, what is kind of your takeaway from the Waste Management Open? Uh, t- honestly, for me, it's one of my favorite sort of golf weekends, tournaments of the year, because you basically have um, uh, one of the funnest tournaments um, on tour. You obviously got the fans. You got the whole atmosphere, which is great. The core, I, I always liked Scottsdale. It's a fun course, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of 
numbers in play with water and short holes and this always a good feel to feel like there's always like good dudes at the top Fowler's always around oh yeah you went back to back like there's there's always good stuff going on and then you got the super bowl sunday night yeah uh, it, it, it's just a, a great weekend. sports weekend this is a good sports weekend in general especially with the way hockey's been going because they're playing that interconference uh schedule so it makes it even better um let's get into some of the lines this week i believe john rom's the odds on favorite um if you are correct, yeah, let's be. I, this is this is bad hosting. Me not being plus, plus 650. John Rahm is a and okay. then Justin Thomas is a plus 900, and then then Rory and Xander are tied at plus 1000. Okay, so um, I know Max wants to do we're gonna do a betting, we're gonna do this little uh betting tournament throughout the year. So we're gonna introduce how we're gonna talk about the betting by doing this tournament. We're going to draft um each three players, and you can't you can't take the same player so. Um, we're going to start yeah. with PJ, me, and then Max, because we're just going to go in age order. Humble brag, I am not the oldest person on this podcast, um, but it's not by many years. So it's going to be any bet you want. It could be to win. It could be top 40, top 30. Um, so let's start with that, and then we're going to get into a little bit more of the lines. But uh, PJ, let's go first. Who is your first pick for uh, your bets this week? All right. My first bet, I do a little bit of research on this. Um I saw that John Rahm was the favorite and I didn't want to take him out right winner. So I took him a top five, still plus value at plus 165 to finish top five. I'm assuming if he's the favorite, he should be in good shape. Obviously, first tournament of the year. So I think usually the better player comes out better to begin with, usually in the sports. So I'll take him top five to finish with a good start to the season. Okay. And what were the odds on that, Pete? Did you he say was a that? Plus, plus 165. Okay, so I'm going to take Xander Shoffley to be top 20 minus 167. Here's my thing with Xander Shoffley, and he's on my actual golf pool team, so I have to root for him. I almost feel like he's approaching uh, to- to- uh, Tony Finau level, like always going to compete, never going to win. So I know it's starting to look like that, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll take I'll take Shoffley because he'll be floating around, but I don't I just don't think he's going to win. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, okay. I am going to take, um, I'm going to take Rory, uh, Mm. for a top 10 and plus 115. He, uh, this course suits him well because of the drive, right? That's kind of like their thing there. It's, it's a, it's a good ball striking course. Seems like, um, the, the, the stat, we can get into this, um, the stat that, uh, people seem to be hovering around his approach um, mm. and greens and regulation. So uh, it, look, the, I don't think the, the greens putting on these greens is nothing crazy. They're going to be smooth. They're going to be in great shape and it's not like it's wing foot. So I think it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's, you know, attack, hit good iron shots and crush the par fives basically. And normally the score of this tournament's around like what 18, 17, 18, 19 under that's going to be uh, your winning score normally. Uh, yeah, last five years, you have three 17-unders, an 18-under, and then a 14-under. So. All right, yeah. so you figure 15-under puts you in play. So that's essentially what you would say um, yep. after all that. So uh, we'll we'll snake it back, so you'll get to go again there, Max. Oh, all right, beautiful. All right. Um, I'm going to take Corey Connors for a top 10 at plus 550. Okay. I don't have any. I don't have any insight on the Corey Connors uh, brigade. Do you have any Corey Connor insight there? Uh, I do. Um, okay. One of my favorite sites 
datagolf.com. Shout out to, to those you, guys. You do love datagolf.com. I mean, it's just a tremendous website. Um, <laughs> one of their tools is a course fit tool. Um, it sort of looks at players' attributes and, and, and layers them onto what usually does well at a given course. Um, Corey Connors ranks fourth behind McElroy, Cam Champ, John Rahm, and John Rahm on course fit. I will uh, go ahead and say Max is definitely if if Max is Max will do more research than anybody else to try and win this tournament. It'll be me just looking and <laughs> yeah, I know me lose. and Jason are just going to be like, oh, let's just pick this guy. All right, so I get to go here. Um, here's my top five, and it's paying plus five seventy five. Um Sung Jay, is that how we say that? Is that correct? Well, I also um did Sung some Jay? research on Um Sung Jay. You mean Sung Jay Im? Well, so I, <laughs> why does it say Um Sung Jay on the on the on the thing? Are we doing it backwards? Like, what is that? Last name, last name first. Okay, I should have known that with Ichiro. <laughs> or was yeah, I don't know. Well, wait, no, Ichiro's what? name was Ichiro, wasn't it? Well, he just yeah, the one Suzuki. Yeah, but his last name was Suzuki. People forget that. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I people are talking about him. So no, Sungjae is legit. I like it. I had him as a rookie in our golf pool years ago. He, Me too. he didn't do so hot, but uh, no, he did. He was no, he was, he, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I just I never do well in this golf pool. It's because essentially what happens is I call you like a day before they tee off. Be like, yeah, just give me these guys, and you're like, all right, I think you're under the cap. This, um, this year was Gary calling me from the road. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the most unorganized thing, and the best part yeah, is I, I was also in the car. <laughs> I boondoggled. Uh, I boon uh, not boon. Uh, well, yeah, it's a boondoggling. I don't know. I convinced Kyle to give me fifty dollars and be like, "Yeah, just go in with me." So I don't even yeah, own this team outright. So yeah, right. I'll take I'll take Sun J M. Uh, that's like that's in, that's insane. Plus five seventy five, top five. Uh, all right, Pete, you get two pick. You get your last two picks here. All right, my first one is Brooks Kepka, top ten, plus three eighty. Okay, he's oh, playing like it. shit. Yeah, but Gary like was just one. no. Gary was just like you're just taking names. I saw Brooks Kepka and I was like, oh, I know yeah. who that is. So, yeah. <laughs> so I took him, and then I did this next pick was off some research, um, and then for my winner, right? This is just that I took Hideki Matsuyama at plus two thousand five hundred. He's won this tournament two times out of the past five years, which means he's very familiar with the course. I think it was minus 17 and minus 18 the two times he won it, which is about, if I look at the previous winners, that's usually about what you get for for this. Minus 17, yeah. minus 17, we minus 18, minus 17. So, <laughs> Literally just talked about that. Thank you for paying attention. No, no. But I had that Matsuyama plus 2,500. He knows this course well. He's familiar with it. If he gets hot. Okay. You know, okay, so Matsuyama. Yes, this is the a, a big uh, a big Eastern influence on this podcast so far. Um, I like uh, so I'm gonna take my I have a top forty. This is I just right. took a top forty, but it's playing plus three thirty uh, plus three thirty. So like, I don't feel great about it. But the golden visor, Bo Hostler. Oh, can't not take him. I mean, come on, you're, this guy was the low amateur at one point somewhere, and he's just my boy now. So Bo Hostler, plus three thirty to be to finish top forty. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, you Love have it. to take it. Um, so it's your right. last one then, Max. Um, did did you guys take a Shoffley top five? I took Shoffley top twenty. Oh wow, you took Shoffley top twenty? Well, yeah, I just I just need to get a win, man. Just lock that in. I like that. All right, yeah. I'm gonna go Shoffley top five at plus two thirty. Okay. Actually, I, I was I was uh, halfway when we're going to get into our prediction of who we actually think is going to win this thing. 
Um, but I actually did like him. I was I was considering taking him, but I just feel like he's approaching that he's never going to win model. Him and Finau, they just they drive me insane. Yeah, our dude died. Finau was brutal the last two weeks. All right, so I have a, we have a kind of like a surprise segment. We have PJ who wants to be good at golf, and we we promise we're not just going to talk about the PGA Tour on this. So what I asked is PJ is going to pose a question to us who golf, um, just so he can get better. So PJ, what's your like? I need to learn golf question this week. I think before even stepping on the course, you have to know the game, and mm-hmm. that's something called golf etiquette. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been on the course less than 10 times. And if I hit a shot like, like, like that par, I'm throwing my club in the air, Tiger Woods, and I'm screaming like that's a hell you know, a couple, couple F-bombs, you know, and people aren't really appreciated. So I need you guys to break down for me proper golf etiquette. You can curse on the golf course. As long as there's no ladies around, I feel like that's rule one, right? No ladies around. You can, you can curse. Fist pumps are encouraged. Not if you're getting double bogey though. Um, but yeah, so I, I played by myself. This is a good story. I played by myself the other day. Max knows the whole Metro Lakes Country Club seven, the par three over water, the one where I drilled the, the golf cart. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hit yeah. my tee shot. I was obviously I was a little right. So I get up, I get up, I hit a good chip. I'm like 12 feet from the pin. I'm like, all right, I really need to say birdie. You saw my scorecard that day. I, was, I mean, you really need to say par here. I hit this like 12 foot par putt and I just lost my mind. I was like, it was just a good momentum going to the back nine where I played really well. But yeah. <laughs> Cursing's fine. Just don't do it in front of the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Gary's right on that one. Cursing's fine. Not too loud. You don't want to be out there screaming and yelling, no. <laughs> screaming and yelling like a maniac. That's a don't bad look. Don't talk in backswings. That's, that's a bad look. I actually feel like the hardest, uh, the, far, the, the, the hardest, um, just like rules to know is how to maneuver around the green when they're, when you're playing with multiple people, you're not supposed to step in their line. You're not supposed to like, st- like put your shadow over their line. Like there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, you got to give people space on the greens. Yeah, um, walking in people's lines is—you know—you get you get used to. Well, it's when you're out there, you figure it out pretty quickly. Just don't walk between the other people's ball in the hole. Golf um, etiquette's pretty simple. Just like don't be a dick. Yeah, I was about to say, what about like because I'm <laughs> yeah. with my boys. It's like and they miss a shot. Let's say you miss the ball completely. It's it's hard. It's hard not to laugh a little bit. But when it's you up there and you miss oh, the no, ball completely, no, no, no. it's so- like the worst feeling in the world. You're getting so, laughed at if you miss the ball. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's also what's the? It's like the classic rule called like dick out. If you don't hit the ball past the the forward tees, is what they're called. Now you have to play the rest of the hole with your dick out. Um, but we're not going to play. I think that rule is dated, and I think that's. I think we're over on that one. Um, I do have this. The first, we're eventually if the pandemic ends and we're allowed to do things, we're going to start doing like actual things where we can go play golf. And I actually, the first thing I want to pose is Max is a better golfer than I am by far. PJ. Obviously, I think I'm much better than you are, but I think me and you still wouldn't be able to beat Max. So I want to play essentially just a two-man scramble against Max. Max by himself, me and you playing best ball. And I want to play at the shittiest golf course that's ever been created called Hamilton in Hamilton called Frog Rock. We have to go there to play. Maze Landing. No, 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 no. That's not. I'm not even gonna put them in the same thing. We. The only. The only way I think me and PJ have a shot to beat you is playing with this course because it's basically like playing in my backyard. Yo, I let me tell you something. One against two, it doesn't matter how how good you are, and I I need to practice. Um, it's it's not easy. One against two is not easy. Well, come over and join the academy. The academy's been been hot in the garage. Oh no, the academy's unreal. As long as I don't have to drive, <laughs> so, as, lo- as long as I don't that, have to drive. That's our first. 
I think we can do it. Gary, if you drive every well, no, time. You're going to have to like. Well, I mean, that's like not the best part of my game. Although I will say I've been really working hard on the 60 degree chipping. I've been taking the lessons from Phil Nicholson online looking pretty good out there. Um, but all right, we're going to get out of it with this one. Let's give our actual prediction. Who do we think wins the waste management open this week? And we'll start with you, PJ. All right. I'm going to do a little different than the three I gave. I'm going to put out my favorite golfer out there to win. That's my guy, Ricky Fowler. He'll be wearing orange oh. on Sundays plus 4,000. He's also won the tournament before in 2019. He's one of the most hated. I wouldn't say hated, but uh, I people lie. There was a poll that once came out that he was the most overrated golfer, and I think that was actually 2019. He actually won the first tournament, which was this tournament. So I think he comes back at it again, celebrates a nice Super Bowl Sunday with a win, and then he, he puts some beers down to watch Super Bowl. He oddly did play like halfway decent last week. His last two rounds were okay. So like it's not it's not a bad momentum pick to go into the weekend. I love Rick. He's been rough. I, I'm all I'm. I've got him in sort of a couple of areas i'm all in on him on the bounce back but he's been he's been pretty brutal <laughs> yeah literally since since he won this tournament in 2019 he brutal he is the Ryder cup hero though right uh from like I, i'm pretty sure he had like a pretty significant role in a Ryder cup at one point he had a he had like a sick comeback to have a match that the u.s eventually lost yeah yeah this is also another reason why we launched the podcast this year. The Ryder Cup's this year, and it's electric. So oh, yeah. anyone who doesn't like the Ryder Cup, and we'll get into the whole, whole team on that. Max, who do you like to actually win the uh, waste management? Um, I am going to go with – I'm going to go Xander. I'm going to go Xander here. Okay. I think he gets I, off the schneid. I know. I'm not going to say it again, but I'm, 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 I'm kind of regretting – my pick of him, even though he's probably going to wind up being a money guy and, and be fine, but yeah, he'll make money. He pisses me off. All right. So I have you. So I was going to take Ricky and you stole it, but now I'm not going to take him. Um, Max will be surprised when I say this. I've kind of done a 180 on one golfer. I used to hate one golfer and he's really come around ever since I've been watching him more. I kind of like Justin Thomas to win this um, for my money. Justin Thomas is the best player on tour. Uh, I actually yeah. believe that. No, I mean, Look, he's he's the best iron player on tour, um, and I think has been for a couple of years now. Uh, that seems to fit the course well, which you like. He's got a good mm-hmm. history here. Um, I, you know, to be totally honest with you, I'm totally on board. Uh, the only question mark is sort of been this weird scenario where he, you know, look said some unfortunate things, lost. Um, his his uh, sponsorship with Ralph Lauren it's kind of been off the radar for a couple of weeks so who knows what he's been doing yeah hey, didn't he just well, get called uh, with the he was the one that got called the the anti gay slur right didn't he? yeah 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 the hot mic yeah. okay well uh, I hot guess that was, a, that was a poor PC move by me but you know what I stand by no, my no no look I look <laughs> I, I I would say like under normal circumstances I think yeah he. He, I think he comes out and shuts the haters down, he definitely which the haters are deserved at this point. So Justin Thomas, get yourself we'll back see. on the good side. Um, yeah. Also, I, the one reason I used to hate him is because he used to throw the country club tantrums all the time. And that was like my fun. I thought that was funny. And then last time me and you played a public course, we were like, yeah, we're not coming back here. We've you, become private club guys. We're private club guys. Look, you can't no go mistake. back. I've grew up playing public courses. I'm, I, uh, you know, love public courses, but once you go private and I will 
so everyone knows I do not belong to a club. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Gary fortunately does. And, and I get to go out and play. Um, yeah. It's well, that member card right there. You see that member. I mean, I, what else can you say? We show up, you go out, there's no one out there. You play in like three and a half hours. The course is in great shape. Free balls at the range. Huge beers. practice, putting green, beers. The one thing that's dangerous yeah. about being a club member is you have the club. Um, you just have like the account and you're yeah. like, oh, just put it on the account. Yeah. And the bill comes and you're like, oh shit, I spent $400 <laughs> at the club last month. Yeah. It's not good. So it really kind of defeats the purpose of the cost savings of being a, a member of a private club. But um, yeah, we're private club cats, except PJ's not allowed there yet because uh, I'm terrified how, to take him there. That's how, that's, how private it, that's how private it is. Not allowed. Yeah, we don't allow. We don't allow PJ there. All right. Well, Dude. that's the first. <laughs> that's the first episode of the Water Hazard. Um, listen, it's it's the first episode of anything. We're gonna get going on it. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll recap the waste management. What's the next uh, tournament, Max? Uh, after this week is. Let me look at the schedule. And while uh, while I am doing that, um, PJ did confirm that the U.S. Open is now a two-hole aggregate playoff, which Damn. changed last year. So it's no longer the. Um, no longer the 18th, um, 18 holes on Monday, which yeah, as long as I we're... always was a big fan of. I thought it was really cool. Also, as long as we're making corrections, PJ, did you once claim that this is John Rahm's first first event? I thought this the was year? the first. I, I thought this was the first event mm-hmm. of the year. No, PJ, yeah, they've they've been playing for a month already. Uh, I mean, you, you hate to see that, but yeah, that's bad work out of you. But if he, he goes top, he it... might have played it in century. Listen, but if he goes top five, he played last week. Well, if, if he goes he top five, it doesn't it doesn't matter if he goes top five. That's all I'm saying. It, does, it doesn't. Okay, all right. So, what's the tournament next week? Uh, Pebble, which um, oh, unreal, great course, horrible to watch on TV because of the amateurs. Well, I think there's no amateurs this year. Oh, uh, is that right? Okay, I believe so. There's no amateurs this year. Pebble is uh, it's a shame that it's the pro am because if they made it like a more high profile uh, uh, tournament yeah, every it'd year, great. it'd be so much better. When the U.S. Open's there, it's, it's by far the best U.S. Open course, right? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I, look, I'm partial. I think I think Beth Page is, is one of sure. my favorite U.S. Open courses. The Ryder, Club, she, the Ryder Cup's coming to, the, to Beth Page. Ryder Cup's going to be... We need honestly, to be there. They might have to shut the place down. I'm, I'm not even joking. It's going to be so freaking ratchet. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, but we're going to have press passes. That's the goal. Also, I'm going to go ahead and put this out here. Me, I started a golf po- podcast for one reason, just to get enough connections to get myself on Pine Valley. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think in the first episode, we should be upfront about that. That's exactly what we're trying to do. All I want to do is play Pine Valley. If we play Pine Valley next month, this golf podcast might just go away. Mission accomplished. That would be mission accomplished. Listen, I, I, I walk around with this thing on my bag, and this is an audio podcast, but my dad's name was also Gary, and he didn't get the play. He just got the guest pass. I don't know how he got this. But there's nothing like well, like just putting your bag down with the Pine Valley and just flexing on anyone. Like, yeah, I've never played there, but one day I will. We'll get there. We'll get there. No, Gary. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm glad you said that. It's out there it's, now. It's, it's the only reason to start a golf podcast just to play it's Pine in Valley. the ether. Everyone knows. All right, all right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next Thursday, and uh, we'll be going over Pebble Beach and what happened this week at uh, Waste Management. So for Max and PJ, I'm Gary. Thank you for listening to the Water Hazard Podcast. <laughs> Oh,